What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is brought to you by the Foundation for Striking Children. That's right. If your child is engaged in underage labor, we will immediately put them in organized strikes. So Unionize, baby. Let's go, dude. You're goddamn right. That is a foundation for striking children. The Foundation uh, for Striking Children. I'm going to steal that for a video. You know what I'm, I'm just letting you know that right now. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. That's what we use these, uh, the foundations for. They are, to, uh, yeah, they're just those. soft video ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I was reading news and I came, ac- I was reading about the rebels in the Philippines and I came across Mindanao's largest group, which was called the Moro Islamic Liberation Front, which means it's MILF. That, <laughs> nice, dude. Hell and yeah. I was reading, I was reading it and it just says MILF. Yeah, like, nice. Like, oh. Some, the dude who made that was like, hey, yeah, that's funny. Oh, uh, I thought that was so funny. I also thought it was funny that the uh, i was reading about iran's nuclear program by the institute for science and international security isis I I, like, jesus on. christ <laughs> you all have got to fix that shit um we oh, took last funny. week off because i was super fucking sick as you were a motherfucker dude that but that monday i like i did get sick too actually yeah out. that monday yeah. man i woke up and like was going about my day and i had a little tickle in the back of my throat like it was just a little worse it was a little cough and i was like yeah i know this is gonna be something, here it goes yeah it'll be <laughs> fine and then tuesday i woke up and i was like i like was just engulfed You're in like, oh, I was yeah I was engulfed in fever like I woke up I felt like I had like a fever suit on I was like looking at my clock and it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was like okay I've called out of work a bunch the last couple weeks maybe I'll go in and then they see how sick I am and I'll go home and I like I like got up and I was like I can't get out of bed I was like I cannot <laughs> I, I, I took my temperature it was like 102 and I sent a text to my boss and was like I'm sorry I can't come I'll in I, yeah I, I can't do it no way I'm driving that 30 minutes to get there um so I mean I'm still getting over being sick I fucking I've had a you fucking. You sound a little fucked up. Still. Yeah, I, my sinus has been fucking killing me. I've had a runny nose and shit the past couple days. And my throat's been killing me. Uh, you know what's been killing me is my balls. Yeah. That's oh yeah, you got your balls lately. clipped. Hell yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready on the air horn over here. Hey, let's go. Uh, yeah, I got my vasectomy last Friday, and I'm still recovering from it. Um, interesting. Interesting experience. Yeah, there's for sure. a needle in your tank. So you want to hear the story? Yeah, go ahead. It's pretty of short. It's they, not crazy. Of course they want to hear it. So uh, I go in and uh, this is I was wearing my slides and my fucking sweatpants and a big old hoodie because I was like, I mean, fuck it, I'm going full comfort. I never go out in public in a hoodie. I felt, oh my god, my glasses. That's they nice. swallowed one of my hairs. Nice. Oh, oh um. I never go out in my sweatpants, so it felt really weird, but I was like, fuck it. And everybody, every other person in the uh, place was an old man. I was the only person there who wasn't, like, literally 70. There was three dudes with veteran hats from, like, Vietnam. I was like, okay, fucking Christ. Yeah, okay. I'm like, it's weird that I'm here, isn't it? And uh, 
So I go in, and the first uh, girl, I don't. She takes like a blood pressure and whatever, and uh, walks out. She doesn't really do very much. And then this next woman comes in, and she's like, "Did did she use that cuff?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Did she do this?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "Did she do this?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Is there a problem?" What's going on here? Yeah. What's the issue? <laughs> I was like, okay, shit. Then she, that lady, while she was getting me ready, she was telling me about going to Sturgis. I was like, nah, hell, hell yeah, man. You've been to Sturgis. You fucking yeah. been to Sturgis, brother. <laughs> uh, and she was not actually willing to talk very much about being at Sturgis. Oh, dude, like, she was fucking you probably partying. Did some crazy shit at uh, so then. So she gets me ready. I've actually shaved the boys, shaved it all up. Yeah. It looked nice. Uh, trimmed it up where I didn't need to just because I didn't want to look like an animal at the doctor, you know. Naturally, naturally. Uh, so the, she's like, I'm going to uh, rub this disinfectant on you. So the way they worked is, and I, I didn't, I hated this. I thought I was going to put on uh, a scrub or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, just sit and just like pull your pants down a little. Whoa, like, no. I'm not like, even uh, like past my knees. Dude, I'm like, I'm like bro, awful. I feel like I'm like, I'm like getting a hand job I'm, in a yeah, car I'm right now. I'm getting like a rub and tug behind the fucking <laughs> movie theater right now, dude. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I don't love that. So, and then uh, they put the, uh, a tarp thing, like at my, right above my, like right at my waistline and then it's up so i can't see anything yeah it's like all in front of my face then they tape my dick to the tarp <laughs> <laughs> didn't love that can't uh, imagine then, you would then the lady was like adjusting the thing and like tugging my dick around i was like, like all right Ow. yeah Ow. <laughs> and she's like oh it's gonna hurt way more later i was like what do you why would why you, you say, say that? that right now never getting and a vasectomy again i'll just have i was someone... like you're not being very considerate of yeah. my penis right now yeah and then they put this uh, she's like, all right, I'm going to rub this disinfectant on your, your junk and balls. And don't, she's like, don't touch anything. I was like, well, I can't. Yeah. But that's I, good okay. to know. And um, it was like, I don't know what was in that shit, but it, it burned so bad. Damn. I was like, I was uh. like, hey, is this supposed to feel like it's on fire a little? And she's like, yeah, that'll happen. And I was like, okay, okay, awesome. cool, awesome. And then awesome. she put a hot pack on it too, and I was like, that feels like it's searing my ball Dude, flesh that, right now. I cannot believe awful. what you're doing to me right now. I know. I, I, honestly, that was all the worst part of it. Because then the guy comes in, he, he walks around, he's like, hey, we barely even recognize me as a human being. My penis is just out in the room. He goes and, and he he's like, all right, you're, it's going to be a pinch when I shoot this in your balls. Ah! He shot, that's really, yeah, they shot it in my balls. Ah! And I wasn't a huge fan. It didn't hurt that bad. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like if you've gotten a tattoo, like, it's always, that hurts way more than yeah. any needle. Yeah. Always. Like, almost anywhere where it is. A needle, one needle, yeah, I'm true. like, <laughs> So, uh, he said I did a good job of not flinching when he shoved a needle in my balls. And I was like, I'm a big boy. Yeah, I'm a big boy. Uh, Then they they inject lidocaine, and he waits, like, no time at all. He's like, do you feel this? And I'm like, feel what? And he's like, excellent. We're getting going. It's, like, literally instantaneous. And I actually thought he was getting ready to do it. They were, like, talking or whatever. And he was just chatting with me about, I don't know, where he was from or something. And, uh... He's like, all right, we're going to move on to the other side. I was like, oh, my God, they just did it? Yeah, that's crazy. And then they shoot another one in my balls, which I was like, oh, two? That's rad. Yeah. And that one sucks because it put it, – the when the fluid was going in, it, like, moved one of my balls. And uh, I was like, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that feeling. <laughs> uh, and um, 
Then it's knocked it out. I pull up my britches, and they fucking send me out. And uh, I waddled home, and I sat on the couch, and I watched Better Call Saul for four hours with ice on my balls without moving an inch. Nice. And nice. Um, honestly, it wasn't too bad. I had to work up some courage to look at it after, like that that day. And man, it was bruised. Was bad. it? it yeah. looked, the bruising. I was like, oh, my balls. Yeah, my boys. <laughs> my <laughs> boys. They, they, they did fucking six rounds with Tyson, man. They were fucking black. I was like, oh, my God. I've That's never gnarly. had my balls look like that before. I've never done that. Yeah, you know? yeah me neither. I've never taken such a gnarly shot to Yeah, the balls. me neither. I've been hitting the balls whenever like that. And I've never, never, never bruised yeah. my balls. So it's weird to see your balls bruised. It is. Yeah. yeah I I, was like, That's like one huh. part of my body I've never... I've just never bruised. Uh, I've never seriously harmed. Yeah, uh, no, truly. Yeah, nothing absolutely. too crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the healing's been okay. It's been kind of sensitive. Sometimes I can kind of feel my ball, like the weight of my balls hanging. I yeah, because I'm a man. But also because it like, tugs on the like nerves behind my stomach, and that feels awful a little. I hate that feeling. Uh, but. Oh, yeah, I don't love it at all. I, I'm pretty sure it's what ladies feel all the time when they're ovaries. And so, you know, yeah. I'm a baby. You yeah. guys aren't. No, that's, no that's contest fair. about that. I tell yeah. yeah. Uh, anytime someone complains to me about their period problems, I'm like, you guys are just, you're better than I am. Because I'd probably kill I, myself. I would be, I'm be such a little Yeah, I would be, I dude, I, oh my month. God, I would be the worst. I'd I would, be such a whiner. Would I've be, been a whiner. I've been a whiner all week. I would be unbearable. Unfucking bearable. Um, so it's almost over. I gotta. Uh, I have to wait one whole week before I can really use the the gear again. Yeah, which is a bummer. That's, I was yeah, like, that sucks. That somebody sucks. asked me when the last time I had gone a week without it, and I was like, I don't know, twelve. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I even jerked off when I had pneumonia, dude. Like, for that, real. Yeah. I was trying to think of the only time I'd been like really too sick to do it, and I'm like, never, no, never, no. never, ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's vacations, sucks. whatever. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll fucking know. make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I will make it happen. But uh, and then I have to wait twelve weeks and then go back and or bring in a sample and then I'm uh, find out if I'm done. Nice, hell yeah, dude. That's fucking so, awesome. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I would be too. Um, now you, you, then you don't have to deal with it again. You're fucking... Then I can be a crazy yeah, guy. Yeah, Just yeah. The, reckless. The, reckless. Reckless. Yeah. No, proper reckless. Dude, proper reckless. I can't wait. That's sick. I mean, it's weird because so many people, like even the first girl, she was like, do you have any kids? I was like, no. I'm, one, I'm getting a second because I don't want kids. Yeah, fuck that. She's like, you're so young. And I was like, what am I going to do? I don't want to have kids. If I don't want to have kids for ten years and then I get a vasectomy, I could have just got it ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, That's exactly. That's all I'd be thinking. I'm like, and also, do it now. I'll just fucking reverse it if I do want kids, and if it doesn't uh, work, it doesn't work. Not, it's not really that legit of a possibility at all. Well, it can it happen? Can you do it? It can't. All yeah, right. yeah. But they said it was like a thirty percent chance, ah, and I was like, I would never. I'm not. I'm not doing shit I've to taken, my balls for a thirty percent chance of nothing. I've taken worse odds. Um, but uh. um hold on fucking stupid cough um segue i saw this article today (laughs) do you see Uh do you see the one with the cop and the acorn (laughs) no oh my god dude so there's this cop i i figure you would have seen it so i didn't like find the link or anything google it though um this cop has a suspect in the back of his car, 
and an acorn falls on his cruiser, and he thinks the, the suspect shows pulled... cop open fire after mistaking acorn for gunshot. Yeah, oh. so he pulls out his gun and empties a magazine into the vehicle because an acorn. Did he died. I don't know if the guy died, but Did I die? but the the body cam footage, the cop is like rolling around on the ground like he's been hit. He's like, oh my god, I'm hit, and he's like, like like he's on fire, and I'm like, dude, are you fucking like? Really? Like, you can't tell if you've been shot? Like, is that a... An acorn? An acorn fell on the top okay. of his oh car. Oh, my God. So, so this video this video is 2.30, right? And I tried to skip... I was like, I'll just skip a minute ahead to get to the part where he's shooting. And it's like all... Like, he... The video starts with him walking to the car. I skip one minute ahead. No, he's way past all that. He, I was like, fuck, where did Dude, he do so it? it, like, falls and hits the car. And then he, like, jumps on the ground. And is like like dives and then rolls like he's going down a hill away from the car and then pulls out his gun and just unloads into the vehicle (laughs) multiple rolls dude yeah and then he crawls away into his own cruiser right dude yeah (laughs) with fucking like somebody laying on his side yeah Fucking idiot, bro! You're the dumbest person alive. I hope, like, I, I'm sorry. He fired 18 shots. He did a whole mag. He's crawling away, screaming, screaming, screaming. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm hit!" Like, no, you're not. You like, you really don't know what being like. You don't know if you've been shot or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, and then I saw it was like a black guy in the back seat. I was like, of course. Did he? Did that, that guy didn't die? Did he? I'm trying to find that. Um, uh, dude, I fucking, I you, like the fact that someone like that they didn't they didn't even hit him. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! Jesus Christ! It's like I didn't want him to, but no, I'm like, but I'm like, bro, you, you fired 18 you rounds into a vehicle, and, dude. Car. The guy, the guy is like sitting in the back seat, and there's just like a bullet outline <laughs> of him, and he's like, oh my god, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god. I, I really like if if I was like the officers started to tell him to raise his hand. Because <laughs> you put me in the back yeah, of this car in the handcuffs I'm behind ha- my yeah, back. I'm handcuffed you, in a police car. I don't understand why you're shooting at me. Yeah. <laughs> the police I, are so dude, this video so is perfect. dumb. It's like so this is what dumb. the police are to me. Yeah. And it's so I am so glad you showed me this because I just made I started a D and D character uh where I am a former sheriff and I'm gonna play it like a <laughs> real cop through and through. I like I was like, I'm gonna be racist, I'm gonna be really sure I'm right about stuff, yeah. I'm gonna not be right I'd about be wrong anything. All the time. All the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, I have a low intelligence. Dude, oh my god. I like... I'm just like... If that was me, I would never show my face. I'd probably kill myself. I'm going to be honest. I would would probably kill myself. I'd be like... It's so embarrassing. Embarrassing? Also, they said the department compiled a 44-page report. I'm like, I couldn't write 44 Uh, pages Yeah, I could not write 44 (laughs) pages about this. The the clip is 70 seconds long. Dude, yeah. uh, Fucking mistaking... acorn falling on your car for a gunshot have you those interviews appeared to show that hernandez was in denial hernandez is the the cop who shoots at okay. squirrels uh 
Uh, he did not, was in denial of the department's findings. Once informed, it was determined that the noise that set him off was merely an acorn striking his patrol car's roof. The report said Hernandez refused to watch his own body cam footage. Yeah, probably a solid. Robert told she investigated she only opened fires because Hernandez did so first, and she feared he'd been shot. Oh, two of them were shooting, and they both yes, they the missed? other lady did shoot. Yeah. Oh yes. my <laughs> god, bro, that's insane. <laughs> like, and the... people are like, you can't fight the government. Dude, I can fight the fucking police. I can police, fight the okay? fucking police. No can, problem, oh, dude. Oh my god, no I problem. Can, yeah. I'm confident I can maybe. Kill, uh, well, I was gonna. Um, I'll stop. stop <laughs> corner the donor, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. You can't corner the. That's yeah, all I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Dude, oh my fucking god! Two police officers dumping their magazines in a car, and the guy walks away. Oh, wait, I will good, say, good. She, the lady, didn't get in trouble. The la- the second cop. Yeah, and she I don't shouldn't think she have deserved it. No, she no. absolutely. The guy was like, I'm hit. He's shooting his gun. She's that like, man, yeah, okay. That man put on an She's Oscar, a- an Oscar-worthy performance from an acorn, <laughs> no. dude. More like a like a daytime Emmy. Like it was. Yeah, that's was, fair. He hammed it up so yeah, much. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, it, it, two so, roles. So her her being like, he oh. served two tours in Afghanistan, but never saw combat. Very interesting. It, it, yeah, you don't say. I, that I, I, he's like. You don't oh, say. Oh, I saw combat. Oh, right. yeah, fuck it. Like, dude, it, I swear to God, if someone just dropped a trash can, no one shot it. Yeah, nobody shot it. Yeah, dude. Oh my God, that's insane. I'm like, I didn't. I, I didn't I know. Track down dudes in his unit, dude. I, I, I want to know I'm like, everything this, about this guy. Oh, I because he was probably some fucking like pogue or some shit. And, he had to be and, a father. Yeah, yeah, and never left the wire or anything. So like. He definitely, oh my god, if that dude was in my unit, I would fucking oh make god. fun of him so hard. It's I would so dude. fucking funny. That's Os- where's ins- Osceola County? Where is that? Uh, I have no idea. Osceola County? Uh, Oskaloosa is northwest portion of Florida. Okay. Okay. It's Florida. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, na- typical Florida. <laughs> Very, I mean, you know what? The most, I love that. So he has, a like, this is a, a SIG P320. So he's got this gun that's like two years old. It's got uh, a Trigicon on it. This dude's got a red dot on his pistol. He's, he, he's fucking 10 yards from the the car and they he misses every shot That's and i don't crazy. want him to hit the guy no but it's not at all crazy that he yeah, did it's, it's it, insane this insane. man thought he was gonna die what if he was he would have missed dude. he would have been useless yeah, what if he actually did shoot at you dude, like you that. call the police and that guy shows up and oh. he just shoots all the gun his book guns at the bad guys and misses and then dies just, yeah, just, like, <laughs> just like, okay. yeah. he is a cop from like a horror movie like just like fucking he is textbook what you would see I will in a, say, a shitty horror movie. I feel like maybe I feel like horror movies have been getting better at showing how useless the cops are. Oh, they're like, yeah, like, they're getting so good at it. Like Barbarian. Bar- I was talking about that with somebody. Like Bar- Barbarian had the most realistic scene of the cops helping people where Just they're like doing Bullshit. nothing. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. They fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh I thought <laughs> I love I, it. <laughs> In it, Hernandez is seen flinging himself to the ground while calling out shots fired four times. He does a roll, breaks his sunglasses, and then pulls out his handgun and opens fire at his own patrol car. (coughs) Crazy sentence! (laughs) It's crazy! Insane. Insane. I just, I, I, like, I watched the video and was just like, I, I, 
I couldn't. Like, I, you I'd can't kill even myself. Hear the acorn in the video. No, you so can't like, hear it at all. So I'm like, it's like I'm like, dude, use your fucking use your context clues. Let's do some deductive reasoning of like the, the guy was in the back seat in the back seat with his hands with his hands handcuffed. You think also, even though it's in the back seat of a police cruiser. You're gonna know if it's a gunshot. Like, like if you have to sit there and be like, I'm was like, that do you not practice shooting your at gun? All. And I'm like, nah, he doesn't. Yeah, if doesn't. if you got to sit there and be like, was that a gunshot? It probably wasn't. To be honest, if you're that close, God, it probably wasn't. So much money on the police for them to do this kind to of shit. To be fucking useless. So much money for them to be fucking useless. Fucking it's useless. Fucking just such a dumb sack of shit. He's crawling away, he's screaming. And then people are going to be like, well, uh, everybody fucks up their job and, and has bad days. Well, you're we fucking... kill people. Yeah, we you, mur- people you murder people. You're you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have days like that as a cop. Like, you are held to a higher standard because you have the ability to legally fucking murder people. So, you're not allowed to, to make mistakes like that. I know. Uh, that that's insane. Yeah, that's goddamn insane. Great, great bit of content. Thanks for showing me that. Thank I, you. I, yeah, I, I shockingly had missed that. I am really. Yeah, surprised. I thought I thought you would have already seen it by that now. one's. The thing is, it's like not even like big news. No, that's it's just another not, uh, another thing. Oh, it actually, it hit Wapo two hours ago. Oh uh, yeah, I th- I so okay. so yeah, I, that's pretty fresh yeah it's making I, its way up the chain i was uh having my usual after work me time which is where i sit in the quick trip parking lot and eat a taquito and scroll through tiktok and i saw a video um mentioning about how cops suck and on tiktok if you look at the comments if something has been searched like so if someone if people in the comments has, have asked a question enough it'll show up as a blue search so like you can go and look oh. and see what they're talking like what people are asking about and all the people were like acorn cop acorn cop acorn cop and I was like what the fuck is acorn cop and I looked at it and uh, and and a lot of the times I don't usually watch cops being incompetent at their job because it just pisses me off like it's a good it just pisses me it off may, it Cause, me, especially because they never get in trouble they never get in trouble that no consequences ever come to the come to them and i just it makes me so fucking angry that like it ruins my day so i don't usually watch stuff like that but i was like what the fuck and so i watched the video and i was like this is incredible i was like this is the dumbest shit i've ever fucking seen I have ever seen uh, in my life. A couple, we'll stop talking about it soon, but a couple more tidbits. The WAPO went so good. Investigators found that 1.1 seconds passed between the acorn hitting the roof of the patrol vehicle and Hernandez first yelling, shots fired. Okay, so remember that fact. Okay, so this guy heard a gunshot and took a whole second to be like, shots yeah. fired, okay? Yeah. Okay, so she says that. They say that... Analysts found it was hard to tell, but they believe that the second woman, Roberts, first fired 0.231 seconds after Hernandez's initial shot. This bitch was ready to rock. She was like, let's go. Immediately firing. Dude, she was on it. And he's like slugging at what he thinks is a real gunshot. Uh, She's responding to actual gunfire. She's on it. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That is insane. but Hernandez fires his first shot into the vehicle 8.745 seconds after the acorn hit the vehicle. Yeah, he had to roll like, around on the fucking ground for a couple minutes, dude. Like, like the amount of rolls that man went through, like, did you just immediately, like, I understand usually, you know, you're taught in the army, you know, you hit, you take contact, you hit the ground. But, like, 
No cover, concealment, or nothing. You just jumped straight in the street and fucking did about six rolls. He said he was an Army Special Forces officer for 10 years. Lion-ass motherfucker. Two combat rotations in Afghanistan, but he noticed did not experience any combat. Bullshit. He He said that he didn't get any combat. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine, but a fucking Special Forces officer, and that's... And you missed two really that's crazy that's fucking insane um doing due diligence hogan asked hernandez if he was familiar with the sound of acorn striking via <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that before? <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> is crazy insane, dude this investigation took eight weeks to complete. No, what do you mean it took useless. eight weeks to fucking complete? They're so useless. I could open and shut that case in they're five like, how minutes. Can we, they're like, can anybody think of a way to Dude, lie about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like anyone come up with a I way to like, blame it on the black guy. Yeah, the they, they, pulled, they pulled that dude into the office and were like, we've looked at it from all angles. There's no way we can lie about this. Like, we you just, we can't. I'm sorry. They're like, like you're actually going to have yeah, to. Yeah, you're going to have to take the here. fall for this one. I'm going to be honest. So, that is crazy. Are they going to keep him on the force? I feel like you no, should get he was, fully fired. Good. I was saying, I feel like you should get fired for something like that. Fired. Fired. <laughs> You're fucking fired. But again, I, and, and like, it he sucks. He did not follow Proto. Not, I mean, he he did true. not feather it. And like, it sucks because like, I, I, you know, see stuff like that or whatever. And I'm like, man, like, your life is pretty much ruined. Uh, you're like you would have. You're gonna have to change your name and shit. Like you're gonna. You're have gonna to, yeah, to you're gonna need to name. change your name. He's lucky his face isn't in the video. <laughs> yeah, no, that is absolutely a hundred percent true. That'll go a long way. I that think will go a long way. And forgets the face of his father. He yeah. can die in shame. And, and, and moves. And no one will remember. It. Moves like Canada or some shit like that. But like, yeah. I'm like, where nobody lives. I'm like, man, yeah, uh, Alaska. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but where nobody, you know, news travels slow around those parts. But I'm like, you know, you're an idiot and you're dumb. I, you know, part of me feels bad because you're gonna fucking that's you're gonna live the rest of your life with that shame, and that that's gonna be pretty fucking crushing. Um, that's gonna be pretty fucking crushing. That's, um, yeah, but Good also, stuff, yeah, I'm do like, we have a, do we have a clap for that guy or anything? I don't even like, remember what we have on, the on his life and not hurting an innocent bystander and not hurting. It. Let me try to let's see. do it. Hold, let me see. If he, I can... he, you know what? He got a bad cop off the force. Yeah, got a bad <laughs> cop off the force. Let me see. Where's Cleaning our up the street? Where's our applause? That's, That's the, the boo. You already did that one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Nice. You did it. Nice. Uh, you want to go over some other headlines, or you want to keep talking about this? Guy? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm good. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a great time. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm talked out about it. Content uh, update from us. A message from our listener, Jim, the guy with the f- wife who's a fart smeller. Uh, sorry, man. That's how we're going to remember her now. Oh, yo, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She smells his farts. Uh, t- t- he told us that Apple is now releasing a comedy starring Noel Fielding st- about Dick Turpin. No shit, really. Ahead what the, curve, the fuck? Dude, let's go. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Again. Uh, and then a new listener messaged us and they said they listen to the podcast and then they said I listen to the podcast and I see this on my Facebook feed coincidence I think not and it was a random post from the RMS Titanic Facebook page. oh no shit I was like how about that 
Uh, and I said I would mention him. That was Mandy. Thanks for listening. They told me that... They said, I'm going through old seasons and listening to certain episodes, but nothing too old since I saw your guys' note about listening to the newer episodes first. So uh, like, yeah! Yes! Yeah! Nice! Yeah. Nice! It worked! Yes. So, great. That was good. I was glad to get that message. Um, and thanks for sending us stuff. Another example of the podcast being trendsetters. Dude, we are. We're trailblazers, baby. Trailblazers. We, really we hit the right taste clusters. And speaking of taste clusters, Joe Rogan got a new Spotify deal of $250 million. No, sh- <laughs> Jesus Christ. $250 million? Spotify, eat a dick, dude. That's totally crazy. Y'all can't pay the fucking bands and the music, but you can get Joe Rogan a quarter bill? That's quarter billion insane. Dollars? That is so much fucking money. Look, I'm just saying, we're not Joe Rogan big. But no, you no. know, one tenth. Yeah, not even. <laughs> just, just a little bit would be nice. Just a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to. If you threw us a million dollars, you'd be like, "That's very generous." We Thank were you. a once charting we podcast. A, truly, a once true. charting podcast. That's I. I. That's how we're gonna start describing ourselves to people. Uh, we are approximately point. We will work for 0.4% the cost of Joe Rogan. Boom. Man, there's there's we'll, costs. We'll work so hard, too. Oh, we'll work our ass off. Yeah, we work our Two fucking asses off. Two episodes a week. Two episodes a week is doable. I can do that. Absolutely. You're like, all right, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> slow down, but I can do it. Uh, it is number one podcast on Spotify in tw- only 23. I don't know what that says about everybody. Episodes are long. Like, goddamn, Joe Rogan's episodes are like three hours long. They're insane. Yeah. They're bananas. I wish people would stop hanging out with him. Uh, to be honest, he's kind of a chode. He's kind of a chode. He's I, putting chodes onto his show. I haven't. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I haven't really looked into Joe Rogan's chodeness. So, um, I I'm, mean, he put. He's had fucking Jordan Peterson yeah, on a yeah, bunch. Yeah. He's had, you know, he's had Alex Jones on there. He just he platforms a lot of dumb assholes. Just tons and tons of dumb assholes. I, that well, I, need to- I get, yeah, I agree. But also, like, if Alex Jones is like, let me come on your podcast, I don't know if I'd be like, no, you're not. I'd be like, I need to see what you have to say. I'm sorry. I just, I like, talk to me about aliens or, or just, I want you to say the dumbest off the wall shit I've ever heard because it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. I get what you're don't saying. Know. I don't think. I mean, not since I wouldn't work with Alex Jones after the Sandy Hook thing. Oh nah. yeah, didn't isn't didn't he say all those families nah. were lying or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. then he like said, he like focused his supporters to harass them, and then he got sued and lost and owes them like a billion dollars, and he's giving them zero. Yeah, I guess maybe and not then, have Alex Jones on the podcast. Piece of shit. Yeah, that dude. Piece sucks. of shit. That dude sucks. Um. Anyway, so I don't know what that means about America. It's crazy that Joe Rogan's the biggest pod- podcast. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I don't think there's any other podcast bigger than his. No, he, I mean he's number one. Yeah, on there, uh, dude. Have you listened to John Bernthal's podcast, Real Ones with John Bernthal? No, it's pretty good. Damn, John Bernthal has a podcast. Yeah, he has a lot of cool people in there too. 
God damn, uh, everybody's got it. Oh, fucking everybody's got a podcast. What are you talking about? Literally every single That's person crazy. has a podcast. I've been listening to Daniel Tosh's podcast. They're like Dax Shepard, Daniel yeah. Tosh, John Dax Shepard has a podcast. It's Holly true. Marie Combs. Yeah. I'm like, what Dude, the everybody's got a fucking podcast. It's like if you're a celebrity, like if you are a like legitimate. I would hate to do the podcast circuit as a celebrity. Yeah, it, if you are a legitimate celebrity, like it is easy money. I mean, come on. It's fucking easy money. It's got it. Yeah, you like you're immediately going to have sponsors right off the rip. Like it is it's you'd be dumb not to. Uh especially yeah, if you yeah. want money. Uh, but that's that's what it is. Profit, baby. You got to uh, fucking uh reel in those profits. There was there's some new chatter going on right now. The news is kind of freaking out about um it was like the headline was like, uh, Congress briefs president on new nuclear. I saw that. National security yeah, threat yeah, from yeah, Russia. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just went on the record that I think that the Russians actually put a nuclear warhead in space. I think it's just floating around on a satellite. There was, there was a, a launch five days ago that nobody knows what the fuck it was about. And it was weird. And then this happened now. And. They specifically said a weapon that would not be used to attack humans, and I believe that they put a nuke in space to blow up satellites. And it was a bad thing that they did that. Damn, it's crazy. Damn, dude, can you imagine just fucking <laughs> literally sending a nuke? James Bond? Yeah, shit. like send, he just fuck sending a nuke up into space is fucking a wild move. A yeah, wild I mean, the, move. The, the, it's kind of like it's like another Russian like dead man's trigger where it's yeah. like if shit gets too bad, we will set us back like forty years yeah. in time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh. You guys want to do yeah, this? We'll we're fuck. already forty years in the past. We'll press the button, baby. We'll fucking <laughs> press the button right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Almost that's... none of us have GPS, so yeah, we'll, we'll just get rid yeah, of them. <laughs> we don't care. That is fucking. I'm just, so I want that prediction on the record. Well, I'm right. sure it's gonna. We're gonna find out soon yeah. that it's gonna what it is, and I think that's what it is. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I mean, nothing gets past with as much chatter as it's made. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, find yeah. out what it is. Fuck sure. yeah, absolutely. I just, dude, the balls on them, the balls on them to just do some shit like that. Like it's so weird to do like movie villain, villain bullshit. bullshit. You know, yeah. like. You're crazy. Like for that. I just imagine a life where you get to do that, where you're just like you're like you're, you're, just, you're just like yeah, send Please. that nuke up into space. Yeah, let's fucking send everybody it, will hate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Like they're like you got to be sitting in like a, a conference room, and they're like Putin. Nobody is gonna be okay with this. And he's like, I don't care. Send it. Put he's it like, up there. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, oh, that's so crazy. Oh, fucking sending an entire nuclear warhead to space. That is some fucking yep. James Bond, Austin Powers back. level bullshit. Uh, that would really set us back. Uh, if we lost all satellites, dude. Whoo. I wonder. I wonder. And if it was bad enough because of like the cascade effect, we yeah. never get to put satellites in orbit again. Dude, that would be. F- for like hundreds of years. That would fucking be devastating that would be devastating (laughs) dude oh my god that that's like like i don't know what you think that would start a war if they did it yeah they blew they detonated the yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah well the u.s is it's all its policy of u.s nuclear defense policy that if they get a strike on if there's any attempts to um to 
disable their nuke detecting satellites yeah they consider it like preemptive first strike They're yeah like, okay you are gonna start a war with us if you're knocking our shit out of the sky can you imagine, so yeah if the bro? russians did that but the, i don't think the russians are doing it to start a no, war no, they're no, doing no. it so that they're, they're like don't fuck look, with us our shit's don't about fuck to fall with apart us. But you don't get anywhere yeah, near it. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> we're gonna fucking ride you this bit. Yeah, we're, let us burn, motherfucker. We're gonna ride this into the ground ourselves. You don't fucking interfere with any of this. <laughs> you, you just stay the fuck out of here. Stay in your Guess goddamn what? It's yard. Up to Putin's fucking pulse. Yeah, right. If Putin dies. The whole and thing. The whole launches. shit goes down. Yeah, fuck you. Literally would not surprise me at all. Like if that was the no, whole, the system, whole, the whole reasoning genius. for it, that I could see them doing that. Absolutely genius. Uh, that would be like kind of fucking hilarious, to be honest. I'm like, you know what? I guess I got to respect it. That's a like putting a nuke up in space just so to assure nobody interferes with your business is fucking a crazy power move. It's like it's like having a Molotov cocktail in your own house and everyone like at an intervention. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'll fucking I'll do fucking it. Throw it on the ground like, right okay, now, okay, dude. We'll stop. <laughs> uh, who goes first this week? Uh, I was just trying to figure that out. Um, I don't remember. I don't either. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I'm. In... What did we even do last time? It's well, been so long. Yeah, no. Every time we skip. Thanks for everybody for listening. Our numbers have been so good. Good, 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 good. Everybody's good. been listening. Uh, we did. Did you do? Wait, snacks starts us off. Yeah, you started it off with Vietnam, so it's my turn now. Oh, um, to start it off. Hold on, movie. I watched this movie with Michael Pena called Extinction. Oh man, how long have we been gabbing? A minute. It's been like forty minutes. Fuck. You want to save it? Why? I wanted to talk about fucking Pearl and X. Oh yeah, yeah. I could gap forever about that though. Let's good. save it. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll Let's save, save it. it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Go ahead. Fucking rip. Uh. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I'm covering the story of Malala Yousafzai. Okay. Uh. Sh- yeah. I thought this would be something interesting. Someone younger and a woman. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Perfect. Yeah, and more recent, too. Um, so Malala was born in July 12th, 1996, in middle-class Sunni Pashtun family in Pakistan. Uh, middle-class in Pakistan in 1997 means not rich enough for a hospital birth, so she had a home birth. Uh, I don't feel like I have a good understanding of Yeah, I don't either. That's crazy, middle-class there. So she grew up with two younger brothers and also two chickens that several articles felt were important enough to mention. She grew up watching, uh, speaking Pashto, Urdu, and English, largely from the education of her father, who was a poet, educational av- activist, and school owner himself. This guy owned a chain of private schools and could not take his kid to be born in a hospital. Really? That's crazy. Class. I was like, what the fuck? Are hospitals crazy expensive? That's wild. I don't understand that in the late 90s Pakistani economy. I got some more reading to do. Uh, so for a brief, I, I read, I watched this New York Times documentary that, uh, that was like in 2008. It was about her, and she had told them that she wanted to be a doctor, but her dad had encouraged her to be a politician, which I think is wild. I was yeah. like, what dad is like, don't be a doctor. Don't fuck being a doctor. Politician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna, you gotta be corrupt. That's the only way you're gonna make it. He's like, as a doctors have to work really hard yeah. to make all that yeah. like, Politicians don't work at all. They don't do shit. So... This came, but this came out of a deep admiration and respect for her, as he really believed in her potential, 
And he even let her stay up and research and discuss politics past her brother's bedtimes. Nice. Which is especially unusual unusual in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, watching the documentary, you can't tell that dad really loves her. Like, his eyes are just, like, glowing. Yeah, yeah. We love like, to when see When he's that. talking about it. Like, he we, really does. We yeah. love to see parents who don't hate their kids. You know what I'm saying? It's rare. It really you know? is rare. Not from that generation. No. You know? Fuck no. Not from that generation. <laughs> so, at only 11 years old, her father brought Malala to a local press club where she spoke publicly about education rights for children. She was inspired by a controversial prime minister of Pakistan that I'm thinking about covering uh, named Imran Khan, but also because Pakistani Taliban had seized the district that she lived in in 2007 and began imposing their taliban beliefs, banning TV, music, and, of course, closing girls' schools and blowing up an ancient Buddhist monument because they suck okay. at everything. They're just the worst. It's not the Afghanistan Taliban. It's the Pakistan Taliban. And they actually don't like each other. Just fun fact. It's no shit. Very con- I can never yeah. keep up with the beefs of the different terrorist oh, organizations. Yeah. I'm Dude, like, I was, you guys are cool this- now? Or you're fighting each other? I, What's going on here? I was reading here? about the strike in Iran. And I thought it was going to be this one group. And they were talking about this whole other group. Oh, I was like, my God. Who are these guys? Yeah, who the fuck are y'all? I was like, who runs the government? Yeah, right. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's yeah, a different yeah. game out there. So, um, Yusuf Zai's speech was covered by newspapers and television and gained wide publicity. So that's why New York Times came to do a documentary on her. Her father was known locally as a social activist, and because of the Taliban, he was forced into a life of hiding. Uh, the Pakistani military offered to physically guard his schools, but he's like, I don't want the schools to become a target. Yeah. And he made this really good point. He's like, you know, the Taliban's forcing the schools to be open at gunpoint, and the Pakistani army wants the schools or closed. Yeah, the Pakistani army wants it to be open at gunpoint. And it just he's sounds like, like I a just fight. don't want kids around all these guns. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, it sounds like a good terrible thinking. idea. So in two thousand, late two thousand and eight, BBC Urdu came up with a way of covering what was called the invasion of SWAT, the region that they lived in, their district, by the Taliban. Um, they reach out to Malala's father to find any students who would be willing to anonymously blog about the situation, but there was no one who was willing to do it due to fear of reprisals because the Taliban was like cutting people's heads off and leaving them in the street. Like they were, they were doing crazy shit. So eventually he was like, uh, how about my own daughter? I was like, bro, I love your enthusiasm. Yeah, but, but a little dicey. It's, it's a little... Don't you think everybody else has like a like a, a pretty good reason to be scared? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. So she began blogging under a pseudonym called Gul Mikhail, and on, which was named after I think like a famous movie star or something like that, or movie character. And on January 3rd, 2009, posted her very first entry into the BBC blog. And the, this was done by handwriting notes and passing them to a reporter who would scan and email them. All of this took place under what was called the First Battle of Swat, as over 3,000 Pakistani soldiers were sent in to displace the Taliban insurgency over 1,000 strong. Again, unimaginable life. I can't, yeah, like... Yeah, no, I, I'm They're like, oh, it's not even gangs, you know? Like, the Taliban's on another level. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, take over your local government? And, like, it's, like, really hard for your government to get rid of them? That's also That is, yeah, you no, know? Our never. government and yeah, the oh, fuck it, dude. Fuck it. On our territory, decimate them. Forget decimate about them. it. Yeah. Uh, so, fewer and fewer people were going to schools until eventually Taliban issued an edict stating no girls could go to school. 
The documentary talked about girls even sneaking off to school when their family wasn't around, but Malala's dad talked about not being able to teach one day because on his way to work, he walked past a beheaded policeman's corpse displayed in the town square. He was like, I wasn't yeah. feeling working after Bit of that. a bump skis. Bit yeah, of no, a bump yeah, skis. Sure. Yeah, understandable. The Taliban enforced their edict by blowing up hundreds of schools. Uh, the day Malala's school closed, her blog showed up in the local newspapers for the first time. Um, I gotta say... This I, we we try to not stray too much into this kind of judgment, but if your religion has a lot of blowing up girls, I was literally it, about like, to say that. I was literally like, I was like in my brain, like when you were about to pause your sentence, I was like I was about to be like, if your religion has you blowing up schools, like you're, you're like, blowing up too many, that's a problem. Like you, should, I was like writing the notes, and I'm like, man, it's real weird that they dude, do, dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was literally just thinking, I was like, if your religion has you blowing up schools, then you're so disconnected from what like is right it's that crazy. yeah oh man so yeah uh also i'm reading i'm still reading black reconstruction i'm so close so close to finishing it but i'm at the point where the freedmen's bureau and all of the former slave freed slaves are working so hard to convince the government that they should pay for schools and racist and white planter ownership class are like, no fucking way we're going to pay for school. Oh, I'm like, man, God. all the people against school tend to be kind of the worst ever. Yeah, the bad, they're bad people. They're not good <laughs> they're people. They're generally the yeah. worst. I don't love school, but I'm not like, we shouldn't have yeah, school. Yeah, That's for real. fucking insane. Uh, so the Taliban insisted that the boys' schools were open, um, and they did allow some co-education, but no girls-only schools. Um... I thought that was so weird. I was like, well, dude, I, yeah. Co-education is allowed. I don't understand. Dude, you're like, so, your whole, like you want to sit there. You guys and, are picking and choosing. Yeah. You, right. You're picking and choosing. <laughs> and like, you want to sit there and wave guns around and talk about how fucking badass you're, but you're afraid of like educated women. Like you're a pussy. Like you're a fucking <laughs> pussy, bro. Like I, I'm sorry. Educated children. Yeah. Bro. Children. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so a peace deal was uh, eventually signed, and girls were allowed to go back to school. The peace was very unstable as fighting explosions could be heard around town, and so she ended up uh, uh, ending her blog in March of 2009. Only a couple months later, and that's like right around when she did the New York Times documentary. So only a couple months later, Pakistani troops had to move in to clear out the Taliban after the peace agreement broke, because shockingly, the Taliban is not a reliable yeah, party you're telling to me negotiate that, with. That, that peace agreement wasn't watertight. It wasn't. No, like, yeah. Yeah. In a badass operation dubbed Black Thunderstorm. Nice. Like, awesome. Hell yeah. Meaning military ops is the coolest. Dude, oh my god, it's the coolest. Because <laughs> And like, there, operation there's... Operation Strike Force Eagle. Yeah, there's gotta be some science of like, you need a cool operation name. It makes you, fight better. It makes yeah, you it fight better. Yeah, like, yeah. someone's not, you're I'm not like... For Black yeah, this is like like you're not gonna name it like Operation Babbling Brook, and like you're not gonna have hard fighters. Like they're not gonna be jazzed I about mean, doing that. I will say, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, a bit of a lame one, bit of lame a lame name. one, yeah, and a little bit of a lie, yeah, <laughs> just a wee bit of a lie. You know, what I'm we're freeing you, yeah, right. But here's some democracy coming at you, fucking ten th a thousand rounds a minute. <laughs> When that nuke explodes, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me good. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So anyway, the Operation Black Thunderstorm has heavy street fighting, thousands of people killed. 
Um, uh, not actually so many civilians because a lot of them did clear out. They just killed shitloads of Taliban. Dude, I just so like I I can't fathom a, a, a living in a world where it's like, oh, I need to leave my home. I gotta leave. They're I gonna gotta, shoot. They're gonna start RPGs shooting at, at my home. Yeah, dude. No, I can't, man. That's a different fucking. Uh, dude, I was watching so this privileged. video of Ukes. Uh, no, no, the IDF clearing houses, and they were they were going around corners and just. Corner, bang, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. And like not Whoa. like often shooting into empty corners, like pre-firing that's, all that's the time. Crazy. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> it, 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 oh there, my god. There's a problem there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you yeah. shouldn't be pre-firing like, corners in a in a Although, city. Uh I mean someone so there was a whole argument in the thread, and someone had videos of like basically every military doing that. So it is standard. And you know you can't you can't make a decision all the time of, of if you're gonna live or die. I'm like, oh, are they yeah. safe or not? And that's why people flee because you can't just live in your house and hope they don't yeah. shoot you on accident. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's crazy. Fair. That's fair. So uh, I was just like, I mean, uh, imagining people like you think you could bu- hunker down. I would never no, risk that. No, I'm like, nah, not. nah. No, I'd be gone. They're gonna kick my door in and blow me yeah, away on fuck accident. Yeah, you blast know? my ass. Or that's... just a or like some dude falls as he's shooting an RPG. Yeah, you know, like it's just so much random shit. Yeah, so. Crazy shit. So they have the heavy street fighting. The family's evacuated. Malala's dad stays, actually, to lobby for support in the regional capital, which nets him a direct death threat from a Taliban commander right on the radio. And it was this event that inspired Malala to change course and become a politician. By July, when the refugee camp's full, the Swat Valley was announced safe to return. And Malala and her family were back by late July. Also, another horrible part of the war, you go home and you're like, did they shoot up my house? Yeah. Is it exploded? I I sure hope not. Anything in my life still there? Um, So then after she appeared on national TV, her eventually her uh, blog, the BBC identity was revealed and she began to publicly advocate for female education. In 2011, she became the first Pakistani girl to be nominated for the International Children's Peace Prize. Cool award. Yeah. That's a cool that award. A cool I didn't know award. that was a thing. She got beat out by some South African girl in a wheelchair. Come on. Lala just, come on. Yeah. You knew as soon as the wheelchair came in, it was over. She was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so she was, however, awarded Pakistan's first ever National Youth Peace Prize, which they just made up for her, which is cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Just a couple months later. Yeah, they're like, what? They didn't give her the Nobel? Like, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, girl, we'll you make, got we'll make, we'll, we'll make our own fucking prize. Uh, they were like, what political party are you in? And she's like, I want to make my own party to promote education. I'm like, badass. Hell yeah, badass. Um, with national attention, she got the prime minister to set up an IT campus in the women's college in SWAT, and they named a high school after her, which is cool. That is super tight. So, obviously, all this attention came at a price. Uh, she constantly received threats online and slipped under her door and in newspapers uh, because she was just in a region where they had a whole war about not educating women. So in a secret summer meeting in 2012, a group of adult men wearing robes in the Taliban all got in a room together and decided they had to kill a 15-year-old girl who promoted women's education. Had to be done. Again, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really baffled. Oh, like, yes. At, yeah. Well, all, a whole room of dudes. Small child dudes has to like, go. Yeah. Has to we go. We have to shoot the girl. We have to. So on October 9th, 2012, a Taliban gunman stops a bus that Malala was on after a test. 
and they threatened to shoot everyone unless Malala was identified. She gets identified. Don't blame anybody. And they shot her in the face. Uh, through the neck, the bullet lands in her shoulder. Two other girls were wounded who were still brave enough to, to provide details of the attack to reporters. Uh, Malala was immediately airlifted to a military hospital, and doctors performed a five-hour operation to pull the bullet out of her body, which had landed very near her spinal cord. Damn. Later, she had to have part of her skull removed to allow for room for her brain to swell. Jesus. And she was receiving the treatment of a panel of British and Pakistani doctors and was then moved to Germany as soon as she was stable. Then she was sent to the UK for a famous trauma hospital. Um, one thing that really pissed me off when I was reading this was, uh, I saw this, the UK government or maybe like, I don't know, the crown or whatever was like, don't worry, everybody. Pakistan is paying for her treatment. And I was like, what the fuck does that matter? I was like, who was, uh, cause I know someone was busting yeah. their balls. Like, why are we paying yeah, for a 15 yeah. year old girl? I was Shut like, Shut up. You fucking nerd, bro. Yeah. I want to fucking <laughs> shake you to your sleep. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so then um, she comes out of coma over a week later and was eventually discharged from the hospital in January of the next year. The Taliban took credit for the attack. I wouldn't. How brave <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, you're so brave. Yeah, you're so uh, brave. So- they cited the Quran and Sharia law from their magic book as justification for shooting a child in the face, although local Islamic clerics in the area issued a fatwa against the killing, which is a, an edict against the yeah. thing. It wasn't, it wasn't compliant with Muslim law. It's not. Yeah. It's not. They're I like, mean, hey, it's really not. They're like, for real, he's the God didn't want to. There's nothing no. in there about <laughs> yeah. shooting children. I'm going to be honest no, no. with you. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, uh, the. So. Let's see. Well, make sure I said it. Hold on. The actual dude who uh, perpetrated the attack fled to Afghanistan. Gone forever. Uh, most of the people responsible for it or went to Afghanistan to, I'm sure, enjoy a life of leisure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the person who, the cleric, however, who ordered the attack was killed in the U- Afghanistan by a U.S. drone strike sh- that shot a Hellfire missile with swords on it. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's so crazy, I was like, we'll dude. get you eventually, you oh, son That's of so <laughs> insane, bro. Some guy with an Xbox controller across the world. Got <laughs> <laughs> I like I wonder I wonder what the disconnect with something like that is like with drone operators where they're just like it's on the screen bro it's a game I mean yeah exactly like you know I wonder what the, the like a lot of the the Apache gunners and stuff don't have as much trouble with that stuff because they're seeing so yeah, much of it. In yeah, screen. yeah, and that's all. AC-130, those dudes. Uh-huh. Yeah. How much different the, the PTSD or lack thereof is. Yeah, because, like, like, shooting... Because if they just look like little dots, yeah, whatever. Yeah, shooting you know? a man in the face, you know, in combat is a lot different than you pressing yes. X and firing a Hellfire <laughs> missile. <laughs> got him. Yeah, got him. With swords uh, on it. Clear. <laughs> He's done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they did end up killing that guy. Sweet. Um, again, that's why I was like, I mean, yeah, they went to Af- that guy was killed in Afghanistan. Yeah, so I was like, oh, the rest of the dudes probably got killed. Yeah, probably um, got killed. The attack combat. made Malala finally, you know, fully an international figure. However, she yeah. addressed the UN in July of that same year, which was 2013. It's funny how that she works. Met- it where they're like, we got to stop this kid. She's fucking. I was like, dude, look <laughs> again. I don't want to. I hate that I keep arguing about this, but. 
terrible aim. The guy, the guy shot a girl in the face and still didn't do it. Dude, right. Yeah, right. you're not good at your the job. Shooter is and, unbelievable. And it's quality. like it's one of those things of like you know you're like we got to stop this girl from spreading. Like, did you not have a second bullet? Were yeah, you dude, like, yeah. Just, he he shot and then dropped his gun and ran. He was like, all right, I'll I just see one you later. single bullet. But uh, but that's... it's one of those things of like you are. And I'm glad that he didn't succeed. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you're, you're like you're sitting there and you're like we got to stop this girl from spreading this progressive rhetoric. Blah 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 blah. And it's like you just made you made you worsened your you worsen your cause by yeah. trying to kill this girl because now by she's not got, succeeding, not yeah. succeeding. And even if you did kill her, she would she would then be she's a martyr. She would yeah. be a martyr, and you're I mean you, you know you're fucked. Like you just should have just left it alone. You would think the Taliban in Afghanistan would know about martyr. Yeah, that's what I'm you know? saying, bro. <laughs> you know, would think these people who's who shoot children for religious purposes would have a better head on their shoulders. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, really. <laughs> uh, so that. That same year, she also met Queen Elizabeth II, which I was like, man, Queen Elizabeth has met so many, like, I know she's died, dead, yeah, but it's yeah. like, to think about the people that she's met, man, that is just nuts. Yeah. Like, she met Winston Churchill, and then, like, Malala That's Yousafzai. That's fucking crazy. You know? I know. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she met John Stewart, Barack Obama, who she directly confronted about drone strikes in Pakistan. Hell I was like, yeah, oh, let's go get his ass, get his uh, ass. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, hold <laughs> on now, yeah, <laughs> get out of my. Uh, so uh, she said. Quote, I also expressed my concerns that drone attacks are fueling terrorism, she said in a statement released today. Innocent victims are killed in these acts, and they lead to resentment among the Pakistani people. If we refocus efforts on education, it will make a big impact. Yeah. I, again, I admire her statement. I'm also like, hun, we have tried to educate the Taliban. It, uh, they're not... Doesn't, they're not yeah. there for that. Yeah. They're not there for that. Sometimes you may have to like actually blow them up. Yeah, well, again, when your religion is telling you to shoot 15-year-old girls in the face, there's no re-educating there. Um, so in 2014, she was the co-recipient of the 2014 Nobel Peace Prize. Somebody else in a fucking wheelchair take it from under her? No, I was like, this bitch can't What do you got to do? You got shot in the <laughs> face. What do you have to do? Uh, let me, hold on. I want to see, I forgot, you said, uh, I, I didn't see who the other one was, because it was... They better be doing some baller shit for this girl to not get the fucking... But the that did award. make her the, uh, youngest Nobel laureate ever. She was only 17 years old. Nice, nice. Uh, in 2015, she opened a school in Lebanon near the Syrian border on her 18th birthday, which was, it was for refugees. Damn. Amazing. And eventually she came back in Pakistan in 2018 for the first time since she had been shot yeah. in the face. Still fighting the good fight. Plans to one day become prime minister. That's and awesome. I think she might do it. I dude, yeah, absolutely. That's a fucking that's a tough motherfucker right there. I think she might do Way it. Way fucking tougher than me. And shot in the face and still fucking Oh, okay. Trucking. The other one was an in a man. Oh God! Who cares about that? The fuck was, did he okay. do? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I yeah, was like, you better on. cure cancer. Uh, he was. Uh, he he was at the f the foremost head of the global movement to end child slavery. So. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Fucking. <laughs> all right. You couldn't have waited right. a year so she could. Uh, like, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. He could right. have waited. You know, a year. That's, Whatever. That's right. fair. I get it. You know what? You deserve fair it enough. too. Fair enough. He did a little bit of something. Damn. What a fucking bad bitch, bro. What a I fucking. Did. What a is. G. I was like, this, she's a G. Absolute oh, fucking G. Yeah. That guy said he and his colleagues have freed freed eighty three thousand children from Damn. slavery 
All right. I went, yeah, all right, buddy. Oh, fuck wow. It. Okay. I wonder. That's, Show that, off. That, yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> Sorry if I knew where some child slaves were, I'd go free them. <laughs> I'd be all over yeah, it. I'd be all over it. Uh, yeah, all right, buddy. I guess you deserve it as well. A Nobel well, Peace Prize. Yeah, yeah, you deserve a Nobel yeah. Peace Prize for that. So, yeah, absolutely. that's that's the story of Malala. Damn. That's, that's pretty sugary. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty sugary. Good. That's pretty Let's see pretty what your spice sugary. is. Let's see what you got today. Um. All right, so... Open my shit here. Uh, I am going to be talking about uh, Australia's most notorious notorious bush ranger, good old Ned Kelly. Uh, bush ranger. <laughs> a ranger in them bush, buddy. <laughs> Ned Kelly? Ned Kelly, yeah. Um, huh. So... Let's oh, see. Man. So he's this an, guy's gonna be a dick. Y- yeah. Can, like, what What was this time period? Well, it was cowboy times, baby. 1854 is when uh, when he was born. Um, so he's another outlaw from the old criminal days of the Wild West, but not the West. You know, it's down south because it's in Australia. Um, so the exact Australia just was criminals. It was. It really just was criminals. Yeah. Uh, the exact date of his birth is unknown, but it's widely believed it was sometime in December of 1854. Um, his parents, let me, uh, hold on. Uh, so he was either a Sagittarius, a Capricorn, or a Pisces. <laughs> uh, uh, so his parents had seven other children because it was the times where you just fire out as many as you can and you hope yep. at least one e- of them because they are economic assets yeah yes. absolutely uh his parents john kelly or also known as red and ellen quinn had gotten married four years prior to ned's birth and they when they got hitched they went and did the old gold digging routine, and they actually netted themselves enough money to buy some property property in Beaver Ridge, which was just north of Melbourne. Um, Beaver Ridge, Beaver Ridge, dude. If I get yeah, Bush stuff. Ranger and Beaver Ridge. Uh, so there's like Ned Kelly's one of you know Australia's most no- notorious. He's like our, he's like uh, you know fucking Billy the Kid basically for okay uh, for australians okay. so um so there's a lot of information out there there's a lot of information that's like eh, did this really happen who knows so like instead of going into too much detail i tried to just like squeeze in as much as i could and it still ended up being four pages so i'm like i had to cut some shit out of here sure. so if i miss something go fuck yourself um, so in 1869, Kelly is around 14 years old when he meets an escaped convict, uh, who was also a well-known bush ranger by the name of Harry Power. Not long after meeting Mr. Power, uh, Kelly becomes kind of like his fucking outlaw apprentice. Uh, they're in cahoots for about a month when they try to steal some horses because they plan to rob a gold escort wagon and needed some getaway stallions. The plan didn't really go as they expected it, um, and when they were trying to steal these horses, they got shot at. It took off, and the whole plan was just fumbled, and after that happened, Kelly is like, fuck this, and him and this dude, Harry, part ways. So, Kelly's first run-in with the law happens around mid-October that same year when he gets into an altercation with a Chinese pig and fowl dealer whose name was, uh, his name was Ah Fook. 
A H F O O K. I was like, damn. No, that's, I dude, damn. I was like, damn. <laughs> You're uh, killing me. I swear to God, dude. Sweet. Yeah. When uh, you said Harry, I was like, what is his last name going to be? Johnson. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck it. I know. I know. Um, so, incredible name. But uh, so. Apparently, Mr. Fook passed the Kelly. Like that stupid joke that got that dude fired about the the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the something. Oh, wrong. fucking Jesus Christ! Um, so apparently, what happened was that Mr. Fook passes Kelly's home, and Ned whips out a fucking law, a big old stick, and is basically like, "I'm an outlaw. Give me all your money," and flees this dude for like ten shillings. So it goes to court, and Kelly gives a story about how Mr. Fook had abused Kelly's sister Annie over a dispute, and then actually beat Ned with a stick after he tried to help his sister. Annie and two other family-related witnesses corroborated this story, and the charges were dismissed. So, wild way of saying it, probably not how it went down. Um, Yeah, yeah. So... In March of 1870, Kelly and Powers link back up again, and the gruesome twosome are fucking back in town, baby. They go commit a series of armed robberies. Police know who Powers is, but they have no clue who Kelly is. But by the end of April, the press had published his name uh, in the paper as an outlaw, and he was captured by police a few days later. So he stood trial for three separate robbery charges. The first two got dismissed as none of the victims could get a positive ID on Kelly. And the third charge, um, and the third charge, the victim failed to identify him, but the police were like, he still fits the description. We're going to fucking, he's going to court. He's going to trial. They're like, bro, we're the police. Yeah. None of that shit Yeah, yeah. who gives a shit? We're going to do whatever we <laughs> we're want. We're going off vibes and feel Exactly. Feels, okay? So, uh, they sent him to court, but no further evidence was ever produced, so he gets off scot-free about a month later. And in June of 1870... Uh, criminal justice system. Dude, had it again, baby. Yeah. And not much has changed. Um, <laughs> so, in June of 1870, while roughing it out in the bush, Powers is captured by a police search party. Everyone suspected that Kelly had tipped the police off... Uh, to his capture, which Kelly denies the rumor that that he was the one that gave police information. Turns out it was Kelly's uh, Ned's uncle Jack who snitched and got like five hundred pounds uh, for his information that led. Oh to shit! Okay. So after this, Ned really starts leaning into the Bush Ranger degenerate side of himself. He's arrested for assault, sentenced to six months of hard labor. He gets out early uh, and is immediately arrested again for horse theft. His charge of horse theft was dropped down to uh, felonously receiving a horse, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, and he gets it, yeah, felonously <laughs> receiving a horse, dude. <laughs> I guess that's like kind of a... A catch-all for, like, you fenced a yeah, stolen yeah. horse. Basically. Yeah, that's what I figured yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. But that being too specific. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So he gets sentenced to three years in the slammer. He does his time like a good boy. He gets out, and him and his brother Dan form the Kelly gang. So in 1878, the Fitzpatrick incident happens. So the story supposedly goes, Constable Fitzpatrick moseyed on over to the Kelly residence to take Ned's brother Dan into custody because there was a warrant out for his arrest. Fitzpatrick shows up, Dan's at the house along with two of the Kelly gang associates and Dan's mother. Fitz is like, all right, you fucking goober, you got a warrant out for your arrest, I'm going to take you to jail. 
uh, but I'm going to allow you to finish dinner with your family. And so before Probably they... Probably Yeah, before they could skedaddle, Ned shows up and restrains Fitz. Uh, Fitz ends up taking a non-lethal bullet in one of his appendages, and Ned's mother knocks him out with a fire shovel, and they end up letting him go after digging the bullet out of his body. That is well, Constable Fitzpatrick's version of events. So, okay. now, according to... That's the, honestly fairly generous yeah if that's his version yeah. like they didn't do him too dirty so according to the kellys fitz uh, patrick shows up to their property drunk as a skunk and without a warrant he makes a pass at dan's sister then dan and Fitzpatrick start fighting fitz pulls out his revolver and that's when ned shows up and helps dan overpower fitz so Fitz, on the other hand, claims he wasn't drunk and was operating well within the bounds of the law. Regardless of what really happened, though, the police obviously side with their own and arrest warrants were issued for Dan, uh, Ned, and their mom. So you can't convince the police it was no, there. Yeah, absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. We talked about that at length. Yeah, for a while, actually. <laughs> for a while. Um, so Ned and Dan beat feet out of town, uh, whereas their two associates that were there are arrested and charged with accessories to attempted murder. Um, so this arrest sparked a bit of public outrage with the police because uh, they sentenced their, the Kelly's mom to hard labor, and she was like an elderly lady. So Damn. after the police do this, this breeds a lot of Kelly family sympathizers. So uh, while on the run, Ned and Dan are joined by two more of their associates, and their plan was to raise enough money to appeal uh, the elderly Miss Kelly's sentence. So while doing this, Police were tipped off of their whereabouts, and a group of armed lawmen were sent to bring uh, the Kelly gang down. Excuse me. So They love bringing gangs yeah, down. Yeah, they love rounding up a posse and fucking bringing gangs down. So, um, in 1878, these four lawmen arrived after a long, weary trip, and they camp out in a, in a place called Stri- uh, Stringy Bark Creek. So... Since the Kelly gang had a lot of sympathizers, they had been tipped off that the party was dispatched to bring them in. So Ned, an experienced bushman, finds these these lawmen's horse tracks, and he tracks them all the way back to their camp. Now, again, there are speculations on what actually happened, but apparently when they arrived at the camp, there were two out of four lawmen there. They got one to surrender, and the second one was supposedly shot dead by Ned Kelly. Um, it's, you know, here... I bet a cop shot him on accident. Yeah, we know did, right? Yeah, we shots. know. Yes, they fucking are. Um, it's, are it's speculation that Ned and this lawman had beef and Ned was going to kill him anyway or the lawman tried to draw his pistol. Regardless, he gets shot dead. When the two other lawmen return to camp, the Kelly gang spring their ambush and kill both of them. Unfortunately for the gang, the lawman that had surrendered managed to get on a horse and escape, and he rode his little ass all the way back to town and informed everyone of what had gone down. So, his version of his version of events, yeah. So as time goes on, the police are having a really tough time tracking down the Kelly gang because they're laying low. Ned and Dan are very experienced Bushmen. They know how to rough it. They know how to survive out there. They just, and the police just don't have that kind of experience. 
And there's also a lot of Kelly family sympathizers. So like they're getting help from people who don't agree with, you know, what's basically happened to them. So thanks to the felons apprehension act, though, the police could indiscriminately lock up anyone who they suspected of aiding fugitives. So they, yeah, ask that law, right? Yeah. So basically they're like, I could see absolutely nothing possibly wrong with that. So basically the uh, Felons Apprehension Act allowed lawmen to just kill wanted men at a fucking moment's notice whenever they felt like it. And they could, like I said, lock up anybody who they believe were aiding fugitives. So while while police are rounding up Kelly family sympathizers... Ned Kelly writes this, like, 50-page fucking manifesto basically saying how he was forced into becoming an outlaw by circumstances out of his control. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, you're the reason I'm like this. Deflect, deflect, deflect. And he wants this printed, and the police are like, oh, yeah, sure, buddy. And they they print, like, bits and pieces of it that make him just look like a fucking dickhead. And the actual, like, full manifesto isn't, released until like 1930 uh yeah so uh and damn and he does this a few times like there's an instance in one of the bank robberies they do where he writes this manifesto goes to like the printing uh uh whatever of the town and hands it to him and is like print this shit in the paper and the police are like yeah they're not they stop it basically and they do it's the same too thing. good exactly Dude, yeah that's why before he spoke the truth yeah yeah they, they were like if you if we release this more people are gonna be you know chill with him like that and we don't want that so <laughs> <laughs> um so um like i said uh you know they print that manifesto or whatever and Ned didn't spend all his days running or didn't the Kelly gang didn't spend all their days laying low though. So the Kelly gang did rob two banks during their time as outlaws. Uh, they were pretty smart about it too. They didn't, you know, it wasn't one of those just like kick in the door, give me all your money. Let's go. So they would, they would ride before they rode into town. They would cut the lines, the telegraph lines outside of town any, and they would wait there. So anyone who came to see why you know the telegraph wasn't working, they would hold them hostage. And so they couldn't be like, oh, the lines are cut and go back to town or whatever. That's smart. Um, one man would stay with the hostages, and then while the other three went and, and held the bank up. So the second bank uh, they robbed, they actually ended up holding – they actually ended up holding up the town's only two policemen. They go into the police station – get those dudes at gunpoint, they dress up as cops, and they go and rob the bank. While they're robbing the bank, they have all these hostages, they make it a point to show everyone that they're, they, they, they're burning mortgage paperwork. So, like, they hold all the hostages. Classic. Yeah, classic. And Kelly pulls God, out. I wish we could do that. Dude, I know. I know. And they know that if they didn't have eight levels of redundancy to that yeah. shit, we would be blowing we them would up be, right yeah, now. <laughs> so, uh, so Kelly makes it a point. He like rounds all the hostages up and he fucking burns all the mortgage paperwork. He makes it a point to give like the servants and the women and stuff like that money from the robbery. They're like, Oh, here's a fucking silver coin or whatever. Um, so they give the hostages money. They basically are like reinforcing their their uh, Robin Hood. Their Robin appearance. Hood, yeah, yeah, appearance. And they'll give them like little yep. horse shows and everything. Yeah, it's a whole thing. 
So after these two robberies, the police are like, okay, fuck, we need to do something about these guys. And they step up their efforts to catch the gangs. They increase the reward to 8,000 pounds, 2,000 per gang member. That's about 1.5 million Australian dollars. Um, all together? Yeah, all together. Um, they also... They're called dollary dues. Do- dollary dues. <laughs> That's good. That's their currency. Dollary dues. Um, <laughs> so not only do they up the reward amount, though, they also bring in five Aboriginal trackers who were tasked with tracking down the Kelly gang. And when this happened, Ned Kelly was never afraid of the cops because he's like, you guys are fucking stupid. You're never going to catch me. You don't know how to survive out in the bush. I can survive out here for the rest of my life, blah, 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 blah. They call in these fucking aboriginal trackers, and then Ned Kelly was kind of like, oh, fuck. Because, like, that was the only thing he was afraid of. He was like, they will be able to find me. Like, them motherfuckers can see a broken twig on the ground, and they know what I had for lunch that that fucking day. So, um, so, uh, so, as time goes on, they're being tracked by police, and they find out they find the police find one of the gang's old associates and they kind of squeeze him and this dude ends up turning into an informant so the Kelly gang gets wind of this dude that they used to be homies with turning into a snitch and they're like nah fuck that so Dan Kelly and another man go to this dude's house they got four so at this guy's house he has four constables living in his house because he's an informant Damn. yeah four fucking constables so they know that this dude has police living with him at this point, and uh, what? So Dan Kelly and their one of their associates, they go and they kidnap this dude's neighbor, and they bring the neighbor down to the house, and they make the neighbor stand there and call out to this guy, and the dude, the snitch or whatever, hears his neighbor calling, and he's like, "What the fuck?" So he opens his door. When he opens his door, Dan Kelly blasts him in the face with a shotgun, just point blank. Oh, Immediately we're fucking doing it like yeah, that now. dude. Okay. But yeah, rough and tough. Um, All right. So, uh, you've had a decent amount of face shooting. Yeah, fail, words, lots huh? of face shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so opens the door and um, that's when uh, burn. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Dan Kelly didn't shoot this guy. It was this dude, Byrne, who was the associate that was with Dan. But uh, Snitch opens the door. Byrne steps out from around the corner, blasts him in the fucking chest and face with a shotgun. Uh, Damn. Yeah, so this is all part of the plan, though. So they know that these four constables are living with with the uh, with the Snitch, and they're, they're like, okay, so we go and kill this dude... These four constables are going to send word to the main police force that the Kelly gang are here and they're armed. So when they send that word to the police force, the police are then going to send, by by special train, send a bunch of police officers to Glen, Glen Rowan, which is the town they were in. Um, and when they do that, the Kelly gang's like, we're going to derail the train that they're on down a steep ravine, and then we'll kill any of the survivors, so we won't have to deal Damn. with them. Yeah, like, they they were kind of fucking on it, and so... Um, so, after they shoot this traitor, the two men head back to Glen Rowan, where Ned and other associates have rounded up the uh, town, basically holding everybody hostage, uh, and they were being held in the Glen Rowan Inn. And they had tried to sabotage the train tracks, and it didn't work, so they, like, forced this, basically, rail worker at gunpoint to do it. 
Um, so they hold all the people. Is it really that hard to sabotage training? I I can't remember what the issue was. They had tried to do it one way and it just wasn't working, and so they they did it another way. But they they you know they got they did what they needed to do. So the gang is sitting there and they're waiting for this train full of police officers to hit the sabotage track, but it never comes. So they waited all day Sunday. The hostage situation turned more of a, into a fucking party situation. They started drinking. They started singing and all that fun stuff. Uh, and it, so what happened was the four constables they had left alive in the, uh, the, tra- the snitch guy's house, they had not left as quickly as the Kelly gang anticipated. They still left oh. to go tell the police, but they were scared to come out because they were like, oh, we're going to get fucking ambushed and killed. Yeah. They took a little longer than anticipated. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so they wait all day Sunday. Hostage situation turns into a more of a party. Uh, and so they, while they're holding these hostages in the Glen Rowan Inn, Ned allows a man and his wife, who he thought was a sympathizer, to go back to their homes near the train tracks. Well, it turns out they fucking weren't. He immediately runs. When Ned lets them go, he takes off and he goes and warns the police who were oh. on their way there. And, you know, that, hey, the train tracks are sabotaged. You got to ah. be careful coming into town. Yeah. So, hold on. No half measures, man. Shoot every yeah, witness. Yeah, goddamn right. Can't trust nobody. So just after 3 a.m. as Ned is getting ready to let the hostages all go back to their homes because they're like, okay, these fucking cops aren't coming. Uh, Burn, one of the gang's associates, he comes in and he says that there is a train that, that the train full of police have just arrived. They're like, fuck, bro, what ha- like what happened? So the police got tipped off. They sent another man ahead on the tracks to find the sabotage part, and they stopped the train before it got there, fixed whatever they needed to fix, and then they headed back into town. So they learn, they hear the police are coming. These four outlaw uh, outlaws position themselves in the shadows in front of the hotel. And when police, uh, the, the police make their way into the Glen Rowan, it consists of four men. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, it consists of seven regular troops and the five Queensland Aboriginal trackers, which was a big thing too. Cause like the Melbourne, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Uh, there was a lot of animosity between the police officers on the 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 case too, because like the Melbourne police felt like they were being fucking steamrolled by the Queensland police. All this, that, and the other was a whole. I thing. love how often police are like, "I don't want to work yeah, together." This I'm is like, my case. Shut up. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Is, it, uh, is this not about justice and peace in the community? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, so as the police are rolling up on the Glen Rowan Inn, they get about thirty yards away. Uh, the four outlaws open fire. A gun battle ensues. Police are just fucking letting hell loose on these outlaws. The four men are putting up a hell of a hell of a fight, and police are like we're fucking laying into these dudes with everything we got, and somehow they're still fucking firing back. Um, so. That would be concerning. That is concerning, right? So you're like, we don't have fire spirit. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, I feel like we've shot this dude like six times and he has not died. <laughs> Turns out, each of the four gangmen have are wearing heavy plated armor. Their hair, they're, I they that was these cu- dudes. Yeah, custom fitted plate armor that covers their head and covers their torso. So good old pan shot and uh, pan shot. yeah. 
So the men had it custom made. It cut, like I said, covers her head, covers her torso. The shooting goes well into the morning. The outlaws start retreating further into the hotel. Ned Kelly flees into the bush. He plans to circle around and flank the police. And at around at around four, I'm sorry, at around five forty in the morning, police reinforcements arrive, buffing their numbers up to about forty. So, Joe How Byrne against four, uh, four dudes, yeah, against four dudes. Um, Joe Byrne is one of the first of the, uh, the outlaws to die. A bullet rips through his femoral artery, and he bleeds out. Uh, police advance. I was, was going to say, yeah. yeah, I was like, man, if they didn't get the legs covered, nope, still they ain't got the legs covered. Yeah. That's the problem. So, uh, police begin advancing towards the hotel, and that's when Ned Kelly pops out of the bush with two fucking revolvers in full armor, uh, and police, and at this point, police did not know. We know how good of a shot the police are. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) the police didn't know they had plate armor, and so when Ned Kelly popped out of the bushes, like, they, like, stopped shooting for a second because they were like, what the fuck is this? And they would fire at him, and it just would bounce off his fucking plate armor, and they were like, there was, like, a whole excerpt, um, uh... Let me see if I can find it. Because, dude, can you imagine being a cop that, like, you're fighting these outlaws and, like, a fucking... You don't know what a robot is, but, like, a fucking robot pops out of nowhere and you're like, oh, my like God. Like the Terminator. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I, I feel like you'd recognize instantly what it is and you're like, oh, such a good idea. Yeah, it's such you a know? great fucking idea, <laughs> dude. Like, such I, a I, good idea. You're like, that works. I know that So works. well. You know? <laughs> so well. It'd be so easy to test. You make the suit, you shoot it, and you're like, "All right, the police won't be able to kill me now." Dude, yeah, That's fucking, I, I such a <laughs> so ahead of their time too. So ahead of their time, fucking wearing plate armor 18, to fight the fucking cops, seventy or something. 60? Uh, yeah, around that time, um, they were 1870s. they were the killdozer before the killdozer was cool. They were a hundred percent the killdozer before they the fucking walked, killdozer. so the killdozer could plow. You goddamn right, brother. You're goddamn <laughs> right. Um, let's see where was it? I um yeah. So one of the one of the recounts of of ned kelly popping out uh fucking popping out in his plate armor uh man i just had it eh, whatever it's it's really not that important but they were basically fucking oh yeah here it is so it says with so the quote is with steam rising from the ground it looked for all the world like the ghost of hamlet's father with no head only a very long thick neck it was the most extraordinary sight I ever saw or read of in my life, and I felt fairly spellbound with wonder, and I could not stir or speak. Um, they were fucking, but but fucking raw intimidation, puzzled, dude. Bro. Yeah, they like to scare a man so much that he just looks at you and is like, "What the fuck?" Um, so that but it's what, like. What could we? What would be that for us now? You that know? would be like someone coming out. In a mech. An, yeah, a mech I would say like in yeah. an Iron Man suit, like blasting yeah. dudes. Yeah, that's about the, the only is, thing. Yeah, yeah. It'd have to be like I think it'd have to be like a full on Iron Man suit. Oh yeah, like, no, have to recognize it could it. not be anything be like, less. Oh my god, it's an Iron Man suit. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred like, percent. That's what would shock us to our core. Yeah. So that bewilderment didn't last very long. The police noticed that his legs aren't really protected, so they just start fucking blasting them little puppies, dude. Them little sticks, <laughs> man. Uh, <Duh>. So <laughs> he's trying to make his way back to the hotel, but they pepper his fucking legs and the weight of his armor and just how many times he got shot. It causes him to collapse uh as like ned hollywood shootout dude yeah 
Uh, oh, 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so guys, uh, guys took one in the leg. Yep, that's how we. That's how they got. And those guys actually had plates on their legs that's too. So, they had they had they duct taped. That's them, such yeah. a baffling fucking story to me, dude. Like so. Those insane. guys were weird. They, as yeah, shit. weird as fuck, bro. So prepared. Let's not talk about it because we might cover. Them. Yeah, we already did. Oh, what was that one? I forgot what oh, season. Because of heat. Was yeah, that the two crime the heat. Yeah, club? yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat. That's what it was. Um. So. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, it's good content. Wow, it's finally happening. I know we're forgetting what we covered. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as as Ned Kelly's being captured, Dan Kelly and Steve Hart continue to return fire at the police from the hotel. So police had called in an artillery cannon and just blow the fucking entire hotel up because all the hostages were gone. Um, they were like, fuck this. We're just going to fucking blow this bitch up. And then in typical police... What if we just blow, shoot the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, like- but in typical police fashion, they were, like, this is, they were like, this is taking too long, and they burn it to the ground. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, so, They're like, ah, come yeah, on, where is it? Artillery is cannon. Go, yeah, just Jesus. throw a Molotov through the window. Um, like, we'll shoot the artillery so some accounts say that dan kelly had been shot and killed before that happened others say that dan and steve's bodies were found charred in the hotel and had apparently taken their own lives via poison regardless they both died ned kelly is the only one captured from this shootout with the law um, he's the only one that survives. He stands trial for his crimes. It's it was insane that he dude, got to do all that. I know. Live, live bro. <laughs> live. Uh, not I'm for long. Sorry, you know, it's bad that he shot people. What well, yada yada yada. But man, getting in a gunfight with the dude, police, wearing and plate to armor, to him after. so crazy. <laughs> I can, I can That'd only. Be so fun. I know at least one cop was like, "Damn, that armor was a good idea. That's crazy." You <laughs> guys. Like, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try that. Um, so uh, he promptly stands trial for his crimes. He's sentenced to death almost immediately. Uh, in November 11th, 1880, Ned Kelly uh, is hung from the neck until he dies. Um, and that is the story of the notorious Australian bush ranger Ned Kelly. Uh, and, I will it, say, that guy wasn't... I mean... He really he wasn't that... He robbed some banks he and he, he killed some cops. That was about it. Cops? Yeah. It was all cops? Yeah. It, well, from maybe, from maybe what? some of the cops were good people, but I could, Australian cop in the late 1800s... I doubt. Uh, I'm doubt. I'm, I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> uh, so, I... I from he might have done worse shit. I I really trimmed a lot of the fat off of this. Um, so if if you are a Ned Kelly historian and I missed, uh, we'll more just bad wait shit. for the Apple Plus show about Ned Kelly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Release this episode. Uh, Ned Kelly's armor is on display in the State Library of Victoria. The helmet, breastplate, backplate, so and shoulder plates show eighteen bullet marks. Um, and then also on display is Kelly Snyder infield. <laughs> Dude, rifle I love that because they're like. They're like, I swear I'm hitting Dude, them. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I've shot this guy like six times, dude, and he's not some going dents down. In those yeah, dude, too. he yeah, he got fucking blasted. Uh, there are some deep dents. Would be crazy off of that. Oh man, he was fucking covered from head to toe, though. Or not head to toe. I'm sorry, but he was covered like his chest and his face was there. Wasn't going nowhere. What is that? Hold on. What's that gauge? Six. Almost quarter inch, so like seven gauge steel. Damn, wow, bro, that's, that's fucking thick. crazy. 
It weighed 97 pounds. Dude. You're I, like, why doesn't everybody wear these? Yeah, right. No shit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I have my body armor. The, when Dude, I was, one of the guns, like, so he's got, like, the tiny slit oh, for his yeah. eyes. And there's, like, a rifle crater right under dude, it. Dude, like, yeah. Someone was a crack shot. Rang his yeah, bell, right. dude. <laughs> dude, just, like, Can the... You, the sound, were, the sound of being shot in the helmet with that thing just reverberating into your fucking ears. Because they'd ears. be using those old breech loaders yeah. that are like shooting like six, eight hundred grain yeah. bullets. Like, hold on, let me. See, I want to see what this one says. It is five seventy seven Snyder. Is four hundred and fifty grain huge bullets. That's like insane. A shotgun slug almost. That's insane. Uh, like, he got shot in the face with that thing. Like, oh, oh, dude. That's, That's fucking, so cool. yeah, yeah, crazy That's ass so story, cool. crazy ass story. That armor does hang pretty low. It's, That's it's a good design. He didn't, yeah, he, like, he just, I, I would imagine it was probably also a ton of way too much work to, to shape the armor to their legs where they could still be mobile, so they just did the best that they could, and I, and it I respect cool that. It looks cool as shit. It looks fucking awesome, yeah, it looks I bad mean, fucking That's ass. hard. That would really scare hard, me. Hard, bro. Hard. That would really scare me if they were rolling up, and you're like, I've never seen anybody do dude, that. Dude, yeah, you look, you look like you're a... Always, you're like, man, I always wondered if that had worked. <laughs> dude, yeah, you look like a fucking monster. Like, people, like, yeah. you look like a monster. Yeah, it's insane. That's so cool. Right? Badass, uh, right? That's a pretty sugary episode episode overall i uh-huh. would say i agree pretty, we'll say those cops got shot uh to make up for the acorn shooter yeah you know dude. Just every little bit of justice against oh, the me, leo and the state you makes know? me so angry so angry oh that yeah a man like that is what was Wait, allowed did we get to get that guy's name hernandez uh, something name? hernandez yeah hold on let's let's make sure we get his full name to shame him uh acorn cop you can just type acorn cop and it's ha- it's him, Jesse Hernandez from Florida. Oh man, Oscar loses to Jesse. What Jesse the Hernandez. fuck, dude? What the fuck? Let's get him bro. on the pod. <laughs> you almost killed a man because of an acorn. You almost killed a human because. Thank of an God acorn. you were so poorly yeah, trained. Yeah, you couldn't hit the broad fucking side of a ball. Shooting like Helen Keller out there, dude. Fucking Jesus Christ, bro. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely a, a sugary episode. More, yeah. Sugary episode for sure. Yep. That's um, okay though. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean A lot of shooting in the face. A lot of shooting in the face. A lot of shooting in the face. That for is a sugary true. episode, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh so we will see you guys fucking next week. Um with another sugar and spice episode. Uh, as always, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on the Instagram podcast at Snapchat yeah. Podcast. Wait, do you have a recommendation this week? Oh, dude, I did. Oh, shit, man, I didn't even talk about all the movies and shit that I watched. Um, I watched yeah. uh, the Twisted Metal show on Peacock. Uh, oh, Corbin told us to watch I that. really liked it. I was, dude, dude I, it good. was, so it was a little corny and a little cheesy. I mean, it's Peacock. I can't imagine they're working with a huge budget. But I really enjoyed it. Like, it, 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 there were some parts where I was like, eh, okay, whatever, you know, it's Twits and Metal, it's a little bit goofy. But every, like, they, they did a good job of, like, introducing the writers and, like, or the, the drivers of the cars and making callbacks to the games. And, like, every time, like, in, cool. every time a new person showed up and you kind of didn't know who they were and then it showed their vehicle, you're like, oh, oh, that's it, that's him, that's him right there. It was really good. I, 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 that's I, cool. I'm very excited for the second season because the first season was just about, like, 
was about like sweet tooth and like introducing people. And then they basically say at the end of the first season, like the second season is going to be the, the contest. It's going to be the twisted metal contest. Um, cause like he like goes and meets Calypso. You don't get to see who Calypso is, but like, I liked it. I really, I'm really excited for season two. So the twisted metal show on Peacock 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I would recommend, I guess Pearl. Yeah. That, yeah. Go see Pearl. Pearl's a good one. So Pearl is uh, the movie X came out first. Pearl is the prequel for it. I think X needs Pearl to be good. Yeah. Pearl is a great standalone movie. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. I can uh, agree with that. We'll talk about it next week. I want to, I need to see Maxine. I haven't seen that one yet, which is the third installment of that. That hasn't yeah. come out yet. Has it not come out yet? I thought it was already out. Okay. That uh, makes no. sense. Announced for this sense. year, but not, we don't know when. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck yeah. Go watch Twitch Metal. Go watch Pearl. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to us. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye-bye.